welcome back to the gavel and the gavel it's me harry and i'm joined by simon where are you today simon hello harry i am in deepest darkest devon i'm a little bit upset harry oh here we go <laughs> strap in listener uh, go on then why are you upset you should be really happy but go on i'm a little bit upset i'm, I'm a little bit feeling hurt and rejected and unloved Okay, I must have done something that I'm just about to be hijacked, but what's going on? No, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. You you hurt and wound my feelings on a regular basis, but this wasn't you this time. Not you. Oh, hurrah. Great. Go on. Our, our Joanna, after six years, is leaving the firm. I'm not sure I can do this podcast, Harry. Six years she's been with us. She was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I met her. And I brought, no, that's not true. I'm lying. That's just, that's not true. That's not true. And now I turned her into something, that's not true either. Um, Yeah, can you believe it? After six years, the brutality of running uh, a small business is that you become very attached to people who work with you, work well with you, become part of the business, know the business inside out. And when they offer their resignation, because they've decided to move on to pastures new, Harry, it's like a dagger, a dagger between my shoulder blades. I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not sure how easy this podcast is. I no, we, 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 it's upsetting, isn't it? Poor, poor me. I think you're more unhappy about this than uh, Joanna is, because it's been great working with Joanna for six years, but she is moving on to her dream job. So I will put her, so her perspective. Dream job. I will put her perspective across, <laughs> as she is off to work. At the Glastonbury Festival and the Gla- with the Glastonbury team. I'm not sure it's a step up because, I mean, we're very similar. You yeah. know, yeah. they put on... No, 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 no. Hear me out here, Harry. I mean, I appreciate they put on this little show, that little show in a field somewhere in Glastonbury where I left half my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm good with the pop references today, if you noticed. You do very well, yes. Um, where I left half my brain on a field somewhere in... Yeah, whatever county they're in. Wiltshire, Somerset. Don't ask me. Carry on going. Near you. Go ahead. Carry on. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, what I'm saying is, is that Joanna is leaving us, but the only consolation is she's only leaving us because she's got her dream job, which is to go and work with Emily and the team at Glastonbury. Now, obviously, when they interviewed Joanna, they said, what do you do at the moment? And she said, well, I basically work for another festival. They put on an amazing show once a month. So if they do it once a month, surely I can handle your little tea party with, you know, flashing lights and a few bands once a year. And unsurprisingly, because she's a magnificent human being and brilliant at what she does, and because she's worked with us, the ultimate (laughs) showman, she has got the job at Glastonbury. So you and I, Harry, have done a great thing. Okay, I think, um, and I know, and so does our listener, that you're going on holiday soon, and I don't think it can come soon enough. I think you're probably in the middle of some sort of breakdown because <laughs> Joanna is leaving. Um, we're well, all going to miss her. She's going to her dream job. We're now being equated to a festival. Are you suggesting, therefore, that when she arrives at Glastonbury, her new forever home, employment-wise, there's going to be the field of antiques and the field of auctions launched next in the next festival where, you know, that's where we'll be. It may come as no surprise to you, Harry. I have never been to Glastonbury. No, me neither. No, me neither. I love music. Don't get me wrong. Too many people. 
love music, absolutely love music, heard it's quite good, apparently, and very well attended by all accounts. So we wish her all... I mean, obviously, the skills that she's learned here at Lime Bay Auctions, working with you and I, will stand her in good stead to manage, you know, a small crowd, for example, which is what we often have to do at Lime Bay Auctions. As you can see, I'm not taking this well, Harry. I am not taking no. this well at all. <laughs> After six years, we are losing a wonderful, wonderful member of staff, and it's 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 not sitting well. But but I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be a brave soldier, Harry, and we are going to wish her all the very best in her future career. And I'm sure uh, by Emily poaching Joanna from us, which is ostensibly what she's done, so I will be having words, um, Glastonbury should go on from strength to strength. It could even become, I don't know, some kind of global phenomenon. It could be, you know, they could do really well. Best, best of luck to them, I say. Okay. We were worried about content for this episode. <laughs> But it turns out we've got a six-minute tribute to Joanna, coupled with, you know, some business advice to the, a small festival venue in the South apparently, apparently, Harry, it's all outdoors. I mean, that doesn't... I mean... Yeah. I mean, what if no, it rains? Don't, don't, get, don't get me started. Yeah, well, what happens if it rains? There you go. Be a disaster, wouldn't it? Joanna will probably sort that out, so we're, we're all good. She will. Um, tell me what else you've done with your week. Let's steer you gently away from um, grieving for the loss the of, hurt. of your team. The hurt. Steer me away from the hurt and the pain. Okay, Pal probably not doing a good job at steering you anywhere currently, but go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, tell, tell me what else you've done with your week. Well, there's not been much else to do with the week apart from sob quietly in my office, write references to people that are leaving... Tell me about <laughs> the man who wants us to clear his very busy house, but wants us to send a photo of every single item as we clear the house yeah, so that he can decide whether he wants it or not. Yeah, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky one. Um, house clearance, um, everything going to auction that can go to auction, everything else obviously goes to charity or recycling. Our latest request was, could we photograph everything that isn't going to auction in case he might need it. So that would include all the old clothes, all the crockery, all the kitchenalia, all the pots, the pans, the brown furniture, the broken things, the garden tools. The... I, I'm feeling that his recycling photography assignment will actually turn out to be bigger than the catalogue for this month's sale. So there is going to be a conversation. I mean, don't get me wrong. We, we're we a can-do organisation, Harry, as you well know. And so everything is possible. Although slightly smaller now that Joanna's leaving. <laughs> why would you bring so, that up? Why? Sorry, I, I had just why, moved. I don't know why it's like Tourette's. I, had, I couldn't resist it. <laughs> I had just moved on into carry a slightly on, happier on, place. On, sorry. No, sorry, it's too late. You, you've already dragged me back and twisted that knife slightly between my shoulder blades so that oh. the pain just intensifies that much more. I mean, I don't know whether we're going to be able to have a leaving party for Joanna because I think it will be emotionally fraught. Well, I know we're not having a leaving party for Joanna because aren't you out of the country when she leaves? 
go. <laughs> oh no, you're not. Okay, you've. I've scheduled my holiday, so I'm not even in the. I'm not even in the postcode whilst you're leaving. Although, actually, Harry, now you've mentioned it. That might turn out to be a good idea. When Joanna is leaving, I may have to leave the country so that I can remove myself from this world of pain. Okay, it's unlikely that we get... I think most listeners sort of stop listening by this point, including <laughs> Joanna. So you're not going to photograph every single item for this gentleman? We most certainly are not. Yes, That's- that would take days. That would take days. Really not the best idea uh, he's ever had without a shadow of a doubt. It is a big clearance, though, and actually he's going to do very well out of it. We found some very interesting, could be quite exciting pieces when they go online. So uh, the gentleman was somewhat of a collector of Asian art and ceramics. Whilst a lot of those items coming our way seem to be damaged or broken, there are some interesting ones in there as well. And and as we've discussed before, Harry, as we've said before, um, some of this sort of Chinese, uh, in particular, uh, pottery can do ceramics, I should say, do very well online uh, with the right clients based all around the world. So, yeah, quite an exciting time. But the uh, the photography of all of the waste, mm, not quite so excited about. How about you? Um, I've had a lovely week. I've been out and about um, after the various trials and tribulations discussed in the last part about cars and vehicles. Um, I think we're (laughs) back to a full contingent. The assassination attempt on me has been uh, well documented and um, my car is now back and I really didn't have any brakes. They sent lots of photos (laughs) and said, just how has this happened? Uh, So that was great fun, but that's all fixed and back. Uh, We've got a new van uh, to replace the uh, other one. Uh, so that's out the road. Um, boys have been using that over the last couple of days uh, to clear. They're arguing, obviously, who's going to have the country and Western CDs and who's not. Um, so that's good. And I have seen a wide range of houses and items. Um, it's been quite. It's been quite interesting. Seen some lovely Queen Anne furniture that we're hoping to bring to market at the end of February or possibly into March. An awful lot of jewellery, which has been um, quite fun. So we've got some nice quality pieces of jewellery coming up. We have been inundated following our last sale, which well, obviously you know because you were there. And we sold an awful lot of furniture. We cannot stop the yeah. furniture arriving uh, because people were okay. quite amazed at the prices uh, achieved. So that's um, not without its own challenges. We've had plenty of feedback about our discussion on storage fees. Oh, what's the feedback? Do you know what? The feedback bizarrely has been that most people feel that 10 days is long enough to come and get your items or to discuss with us to collect them and also you know storage is not infinite therefore you know we are understanding if you've been taken ill or whatever but obviously but you can't leave things in auction houses for months and months at a time uh so that was good that's nice good what other feedback about oh last episode the feedback the two percent success fee that you were keen to discuss about uh, Sotheby's. That's yeah. Been... My job offer, my job offer from <laughs> Sotheby's has not been forthcoming. By the way, I, I would imagine that link, your LinkedIn profile hasn't been hit by the whole Sotheby's board trying to work out how <laughs> to get you on board. How how can we get him on board? For which I'm eternally grateful because <laughs> obviously it created an issue for me at work. Um, and I, I, if nothing to say, I'd need somebody else to uh, come and help the host the pod with me. 
There is a confusion about that. There's been praise amongst many people because obviously, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Sotheby's are dealing with some very high-priced items. They are a fantastic auction house. That wasn't what Absolutely. we wrote about. We were we were start sparking debate. However, with their sort of regulation of their fees and, and change of their fees for these high-priced items, most people seem to be in praise of it. But interestingly, this 2% success fee seem to have been sort of widely ignored, not noticed, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And I and, and dealers have come back to me and said, oh, we listened to the pod. Didn't even notice. But that, isn't that weird? Surely, as Simon said, that's your what we're doing and you incorporate your success fee, for want of a better option, you incorporate your success fee into the fee you charge in the first place, which I think was our general understanding mm. of what's what. And how we operate. So that was uh, so that was interesting. Um, the reason I'm giving a resume and, and feedback is that Simon um, is not one for the socials and doesn't read um, below the line. But what is interesting to me is what is actually attracting people on our socials at the moment. So I put pictures up as you do of things we've seen and things that are coming to market. But actually, the most watched um, reel currently is. Um, <laughs> Graham, who works in our removals and clearance team, racing a 65-year-old antiques dealer uh, through our car park. (laughs) (laughs) As they challenged each other yesterday to a 100 yards-ish sprint. (laughs) And that is what's attracting most comment, uh, which just makes me giggle and makes me wonder why I work so hard on all the rest of it. But there you go. Uh, yeah, quite funny. I, I have to say, it, it is slightly disappointing because, as you know, uh, Harry looks after the socials. I think it's what they call the social, uh, whatever. Um, slightly disappointing when all, apparently all you got to do is put Pablo the dog in a picture and then it all lights up and goes berserk with likes all over the place and everybody loves it. He's, he's not that great a dog, to be honest. I, I got it. He is, don't you? I, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll defend Pablo. Um <laughs> I, we are uh, well. The dogs in our, the dogs in our business. So we've got Bertie, who's resident and comes to work here every day. Uh, the German pointer, and Bert is a great winner of um, of jobs. People um, go into his office <laughs> to say hello to Bertie, and uh, people then come out. Well, if you're a dog person, you must be all right. It's quite funny. Yeah, he doesn't. He wouldn't settle for a kennel or a mat on the floor. He has his own office. It's the whole thing's ludicrous. I was just I discussed it with customers today, and I thought they thought I was mad. Turns out they've got two dogs that rule the roost as well. So it made me feel slightly better about my. I've got to say, as as a so occasionally when we get people who come in to the auction house, they come up to the counter. They may be a little bit nervous. They're kind of wondering, what do I do? Am I doing the right thing? Who do I speak to? And all the rest of it. And they get greeted by a Pablo who is now big enough to jump up and put his front paws on the thing, wag his tail like a crazy uh, fella and just go, hello, uh, and he greets them at the front. All anxiety, all stress, all worry leaves the building and we're all on a good footing going forward. Pablo is our uh, customer relationship uh, vice president of international likableness um, and we are pushing him to the front of the office where he's doing a fabulous job actually i'm slightly concerned how much he's going to charge pablo the ultimate icebreaker no i do think having a dog wandering around and loads of auctions houses do bellman's have loads. instagram bellman's have a have a dogs of instagram account for their all the dogs that run around their uh, auction <laughs> house or come to visit and it's great but yeah, we're, we're and I think 
a lot of dealers that we know, particularly the guys who trade on their own or on the road a lot. They, it's just so nice to have a dog in the in the van with them or in the car with them because it yeah. just breaks up the day, makes it a little bit easier, that sort of stuff. Uh, what else have I been doing this week? I can't, do, do you know? Oh, I tell you what. Tomorrow I'm off to. Um, I am off. Where am I off to tomorrow? I'm off to the Pavilion in Sunningdale for one of your valuation days. Oh, very nice. So I will be there all morning. That will, by the time this pod comes out, it'll be out. So I'm there. And then I've got another one next week. I'm back in the land of cake next week. It's my residency's come around again. It's that residency. time of month, mm. my residency. All right, Celine Dion. So that's quite, I'm looking forward to that, like that. Apart from the fact they make amazing coffee at um, Oak Tree Nursery. I've got to share with you, um, we're suffering with a bit of a an issue, a bit of an issue around scale and size that I want to discuss with you. Size, not one of my greatest topics, but carry on. <laughs> Mm. I appreciate that's what that's why I'm treading gently, Harry. You see, I thought it's best to approach this um, uh, this topic uh, with sensitivity, of which you know I was born with much. No, we had a, we had a good laugh. Apparently, I said we didn't. I was up with you in Windsor. Um, we had a lady rock up to our viewing days, one of our viewing days, um, who went to our upstairs sale room, um, had a wander around and uh, came down and spoke to the team in the office and was cross, very cross. She said, I don't like the way you've laid out your auction house and I'm not very impressed. So the team, being the ultimate professionals they are, said, well, madam, um, what seems to be the problem? She said, well, I cannot find several of the items that are in your catalogue. I appreciate it's a big auction room, but it should be laid out better, such that I can find the items that I am looking for that I've seen online. And so uh, Mark, bless him, uh, went back upstairs with the lady and she said, um, I'm looking for lot, whatever it was, 62, which is a galleon, a model of a galleon. And he said, well, I, th- I think I know the one. She said, well, I'm looking around, you know, all of the, the outside where, you, you know, there's a, there's a model sailing ship over there and there's an aeroplane hanging from the roof and all the rest of it, but I can't see the galleon. And she brought it up on her phone, and there indeed is a galleon to which Mark said, Madam, that's a brooch. It's in the jewellery cabinet. So we have a beautiful silver galleon with enamel inlay and all the rest of it. Well, well, it looks like a full-size galleon to me. And he said, well, if you read below the line, if you read below the line, you'll see it says a brooch with enamel. Oh, okay. She was, she was still not exactly put back in her box at this point. However, the next one was even better. Uh, really like this. This is my favourite. She said, right, I am looking for this pair of diamond earrings. They're in an empire style, and I have been through your cabinets, and I cannot find them anywhere. Where are they? I wish to view them. And she was she was particularly stroppy, by the way, Harry. She was particularly stroppy. She brought them up on her phone. I think one of the members of staff may have chortled a little bit as they pointed from behind the cabinets to the other end of the sale room to a pair of six-foot <laughs> chandeliers. At this point, I'd be looking for cameras. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So these are six-foot-tall, empire-style chandeliers with all of the drops and all the rest of it. Madam had decided that they would look good hanging from her earlobes. I think by the end of the conversation, several of the staff were quite prepared to nail them in. 
Now, I say we've got problems with size and scale. The fact of the matter is, had she read below the line, she would have read that they were chandeliers, but apparently that was beyond her. She would go by picture alone, and apparently she thought that they would adorn her ears beautifully. We had another customer who came in and got very cross because apparently they bought a sewing machine online. Again, they hadn't read behind b- below the line. The sewing machine, she said, was not fit for purpose because she wanted to, I quote, hem up some curtains. The sewing machine was indeed a little dinky uh, tin plate kids toy representative sewing machine um, for a large doll's house. I think it was suggested that she could hem up some stamps or something similar size, um, but she was not impressed, uh, despite the fact that picture four showed the sewing machine next to a can of baked beans, which would have put her in the picture that it was not going to be quite right for her six foot drop curtains. So, yeah, we seem to have a problem this month with size and scale, Harry. How do you think we should fix that? I think it is upon the customer to read the catalogue. <gasps> I'm not sure that's the right response. The customer, Harry, is always right. I think you'll find. And that is also that is uh, not always true. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> That's not always true. Sorry. It's not. Do you know what? 99% of my customers are absolutely lovely, but, um, and we're not, we're not above making the occasional mistake uh, for which we apologize profusely when it happens and fix and all the rest of it. But a lot of the ranting and raving that goes on is just always makes me laugh. I'm just like, stop. You haven't read the catalog or you haven't done this. I will try and fix your predicament. But give it a, you know, it's not my fault. But, you know, it's, it's, it's it, it, oh, I don't know. It, it, it is how people are at the moment. At the moment, what we have found is that generally people are angrier than they've ever been before. The, I don't know what that is. It's the pressures of the world, pressures of life. But generally speaking, people just seem angrier and they will get angrier quickly. But that is only the small minority. Yeah. Majority of people are absolutely lovely. I mean, we had a couple in this morning who came in with uh, two carloads of um, items that they've cleared from one of their relatives' houses. And they were fully aware that 50% of it had no value, but they felt duty-bound and had pre-warned us and said, look, we think you're going to sift through this and say, I'm really sorry, but you know this isn't for auction. The rest of it, they knew had value or something could be done with it. Uh, but they had pre-warned us. They said, we're coming at this time. This is the appointment. This is what we've got going on. Can you help us? And we were, and they left us and were absolutely chuffed. But they had got a touch of realism. They'd done their research. They'd checked us out. They'd come to see you and I auction in September when they knew that this was going to happen. They'd met the team. We knew none of this. They'd are you registered to bid. They'd gone through the process and interviewed us without us knowing. And then... Five uh, months yeah. later, mm-hmm. they're instructing us. And so they're being absolutely lovely. Whereas, you know, somebody else will barge through the door and say, I've got the wrong size sewing machine. And you just think, calm yourself. Can't you just laugh at yourself? <laughs> like, I mean, I laugh at myself all the time, as do you. But can't you just laugh at yourself and go, God, I've dropped a right ricket there. I've bought the wrong size. Oh, aren't I stupid? I can't hem much with that. And which would be, and everybody would laugh. And we would probably say, do you know what? Let's just put it back in the sale. But as you come at us, our our defences are up. We're only human. Do you know what was lovely? What really made me laugh was this particular individual wanted to know what type of lens we'd used on the camera 
such that clearly that lens made the sewing machine look bigger in the pictures in order to fool her. I think she gives us credit for being more cunning than we really are. I mean, we're just not that cut. Cu- we're not that clever. How much did this item sell for? Oh, £22. £22, right? So we're earning, what, no more than a fiver, right? Correct. Am I going to instruct the people I work with <laughs> to oh. go to all that trouble to take a £5 note off you? Because the rest is going to my vendor, right? <laughs> am I going to? Am I going? Have I got the, have I got the energy? I can tell you now. I haven't. Two, if there was a lens available that made something bigger or smaller, I'd get the one that makes me look smaller on these cameras. <laughs> Trust me, that's the one I'd be buying. Oh, oh my life. Now you're, saying, now you're winding me up. This is ridiculous. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. We're not trying to mislead. We're not trying to mislead our customers. And that sometimes we get asked, can you put a can of beans in the photograph? No, because my vendor doesn't want a can of beans in the photograph of his really lovely thing. Oh, it's just unreal. <laughs> Read the measurements. Get a ruler. Go on. I'll give you something more gentle. Come on, bring your bring your blood pressure down. Yeah, heart rate and all the rest of it. I've got I've got to go. I've got the gym in three hours. I don't need my heart rate's gone off the chart. <laughs> what's your What's your flashy watch telling you? Is it telling you to lie down and to take deep breaths? It's saying one, you're too loud because <laughs> it constantly tells me to shut up, which everybody knows is true. <laughs> and the other one is my heart rate's gone up. God, sorry, my flashy watch. I had an interesting one yesterday we're clearing out a house a few miles from the auction house it's to do with the circular nature of our business in terms of good things and we talk about recycling and upcycling and uh you know reusing and repurposing yes that's the word repurpose got that in oh dear just uh, all the buzzwords um but how about this so six years ago we cleared, you and I cleared a property in Exeter. All of those items went for sale. Within that clearance were some ma- magnificent, huge ceramic items. I won't go into details because that auction's coming up. Those were sold to a trader. That trader, I know, sold them on to someone else uh, at a shop. That shop sold them. And yesterday, I went to the property of a deceased gentleman And there were those two large ceramic items that six years on, and they are beautiful pieces. The reason I can tell the story, obviously, because we see a lot of stuff, is I remember these beauties. They're vases. They're huge. The decoration on them is stunning. Um, You know, they, they are the ultimate in decorators' pieces. You know, you see them and go, wow. So I saw them again, Harry, and went, wow. And that man and his wife, have obviously enjoyed them for some five, six years. And now we, bless, because of circumstances, are clearing their property. And those ceramic vases are now back in the auction house. Six years later, having done the rounds, and goodness knows where they've been before Exeter, they're coming back to us, Harry, and you and I are going to have the joy of selling those wonderful pieces again and sending them on to the next iteration of their life, where they will shed joy or share joy, spread joy is probably what I'm looking for, and people will enjoy them again and again. And how beautiful is that? Six years on, those vases are coming back to us and we're going to sell them again and send them on their way again. I love that. I don't know. There's something about it. I just I just love it. I really like that. And also, there's two things. One, I love that. And two, it means you and I have been working together for too long. Uh, those two things are the, those are the two thought, parts of that conversation. <laughs> 
I thought you were going to be really mean there and go, um, I love that. And mainly because we get our commission twice. No, 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 no. I no. love things going, no. I love, no, no. I love things going round the system. And I often see things we've sold here to one person and they will pop up in a shop 10, 20, 30 miles away. And I'll be just mooching around and there they are. And I go, oh, isn't that funny? I sold those. And there they are. What I do hope is they peel the auction label off because that sometimes I find things with our auction label still stuck on the back. Yeah. and what I, But what I do like about it is the fact that at either the Exeter house or the house we're clearing now, were it not for the um, forethought of the families or the solicitors involved contacting their local auction house in order to make sure that these items get to live again, they could have easily got a house clearance company in with a big skip. And then these beautiful items would have been lost forever. And we know that that does happen. So the fact that on both occasions, their local auction house, Lime Bay Auctions, has been able to say, yep, we'll take them on board and we'll let somebody else have the joy of these items again. Because I tell you, when you see these vases, you'll remember them, Harry. You will remember them because they stand out, they're, they're special. But the fact is, they're going to live again. And we have got the joy of having them for a short time at the auction house and selling them again and sending them on to their new destination. I just love that. Dear listener, Simon's really waxing lyrical about the trade, isn't he, today? Um, and I echo it 100%. I am not mocking in any way, shape or form. I think that's one of the big things about what we love about what we do is the fact that we are saving things, as I said somebody the other day. We're saving things from landfill and we are... It's not all about the jewellery and the gold and the silver and, you know, coins or whatever it might be. It's everything else. Oh, on that subject, last night um, I was uh, working at home and I had coins from Elizabeth I, Charles I, Charles II, and I was just sat there just writing up and doing my research and grading and all that nonsense. And I was just thinking, isn't it weird how history, you can hold history in your hand. Incredible. You know what I mean? You've got a list of first coin in your hand. You go, blimey, you know, and that, or I, you know, I don't know why just last night, I don't know, just struck a note when I was just doing it. I was thinking, isn't that mad? You just hold it in your hand and there's history going on and all the hands that this has passed through until it's ended up on my desk because it was in a, it was in a box of coins and it was a deceased estate and it's in a box of coins and somebody said, we need to sell these now because, you know, nobody wants them. Yeah, it's really mm, interesting. Fantastic. But you are right. You yeah, are right. That's why we do the job. Um, mate, I'm Love aware it. that you are busy and you've got to go. I've got to fly, mate. I've got I've got a, uh, a house to look at um, with some lovely people who need some help. ASAP. They've got to get the house cleared in the next five days. So I best get over there. Sorry, mate. I've got to fly. Uh, I'm aware, dear listener, that I might uh, that my sound that I might sound vaguely schizophrenic in this episode. Um, if so, don't worry, it's all good. I'm off on holiday on Saturday, so see you soon, Harry. Love you lots. Cheers, Ta-da. mate. Love you too. Bye.